T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The restrictions are lifting, but the curtains are not. Governor Cuomo upstages Broadway with a May 19th reopening announcement they say can't be met. I'm Marla Diamond in Times Square. Herd immunity may not happen, but one state leads the nation. COVID milestone in Connecticut. Congratulations, Connecticut. First in the country to get over half vaccinated. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. Joe Connolly says the new numbers are showing people really are coming back to New York now. We're watching a tragedy unfold in the elevated subway of Mexico City. Many are dead. Witnesses to the Metro train crash said it looked and sounded almost like an explosion. The Mets lose a game and then a couple of staffers too. The Mets fire their hitting coaches after losing to the Cardinals in St. Louis. The players needed a different level of support. This is Brad Heller. We'll dip into the news radio archives today for a shameful, tragic event in American history on a college campus in Ohio. This is May 4th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. We're in the 50s now across the area, and Craig says later on today will be much warmer than this. Warming up to about 70 for the city and even warmer than that as you head into Jersey. Tuesday morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Thanks for joining us this morning. One of the things that will not lift when restrictions end are the curtains on Broadway. The governor is retiring restrictions two weeks from tomorrow, but the theaters are not ready for the next act. And Marla Diamond has that angle this morning. Marla, good morning. What's the plan? Good morning, Wayne. The governor's announcement did not take Broadway by storm. It took them by surprise. The Broadway League responded in a statement that said, we applaud the easing of limits on performance venues. We look forward to reopening at full capacity and welcoming audiences and employees back to Broadway theaters this fall. And Actors Equity, the union representing Broadway performers, welcomed the news, adding that it looked forward to reopening in a way that prioritizes the safety of the audiences and workers. The complications, casts and crews must be assembled, financing arranged, rehearsals commenced, and perhaps most important, tickets have to be sold in advance. Marketing campaigns for major Broadway shows can cost millions of dollars. However, other theater centers here in the U.S. and around the globe are beginning to reopen. Productions of Hamilton, Harry Potter, and Frozen have recently begun performing in Australia. And in London, some West End theaters are preparing to begin performances on May 17th, with more to open this summer. 
Yeah, but around here, Marla, when you think of the ripple impact of Broadway, can the bars and restaurants survive without it? Well, they say that they really can't. I mean, all that pre-theater uh, business is huge for the restaurants here in Midtown, many of which have shuttered. Uh, the return of Broadway is central to New York's economic recovery. This is an industry that in pre-pandemic times brought in close to $2 billion in ticket sales, audiences of close to 15 million people a year. It employed 97,000 workers. Uh, without this huge economic engine, the businesses in the area simply cannot make it. Marta Diamond reporting live this morning from Broadway. Congrats, Connecticut. You are leading the nation in vaccination. Sean Adams is live in Stanford. Sean, good morning. What's the good word? Well, in the eyes of Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, the glass is half full, full of fully vaccinated adults. Connecticut, first state to hit 50 percent. 69 percent of adults have at least one dose, but the governor acknowledges the vaccination effort is starting to plateau. Doubt and hesitancy linger for some people, so Connecticut is going to try to sway the naysayers. Making an extra effort right now to do everything we can to convince those that are maybe a little hesitant, holding off, invincible, don't think they have to get vaccinated. This is the time to do it. But congratulations, Connecticut. First in the country, get over half vaccinated. 27 health departments are now getting federal funding, and that will be for outreach, education campaigns. They'll call folks. They'll bring the vaccine right to underserved communities and even knock on doors. Wayne? Does the governor, Sean, think it's possible to get to something like herd immunity, at least locally? Yes. Governor Lamont believes Connecticut is close and it is possible to reach herd immunity here. Nearly 70 percent have at least one dose. So what does that mean? Well, in a few weeks, people will get their second shot. 80 percent is within sight. Plus, once children are allowed to be vaccinated, that will bring Connecticut's numbers up even more. But as we know, Connecticut is not an island. The only way this really works is if the rest of the country catches up. Right, and the rest of the country is now at a 40% national full vaccination rate. In New Jersey, it's only 37% of the state's population. But in sharp contrast with some other parts of the country, New Jersey's governor is opening up. The events that we all associate with a summer, from fireworks displays to parades to the state fair, can all go forward. It's another story in Oregon, where a variant has led to one of the largest increases in infections in the country. This virus is like a sucker punch. Governor Kate Brown banned indoor dining and limited gyms and indoor entertainment spaces in about half the state. Laura Podesta, CBS News. Well, new numbers show people are coming back to New York. And Joe Connolly is here this morning with one of our big money stories. Joe. Yeah, this is the highest number I've seen, Wayne. Foot traffic around some Manhattan office towers is now up to almost one-third of pre-pandemic levels. Numbers of those inside those offices have been around 15% for quite a while now. Office vacancy rates are at record highs in Midtown, Midtown South and Downtown, but there's a half-hour wait for tables again at some restaurants in the village. The owner of Reservoir Restaurant says his new outdoor patio with TVs and heaters is a huge improvement. He says it has a very European feel. I hope they never take away the outdoor patio because it brings a lot more to the city, which we never had before. Orders for food delivery in Manhattan are down by a half from a year ago. Urban Dig says new apartment leases are rising and prices appear to have bottomed out, but there are still twice as many apartments available 
as before the pandemic at lower rents than before, too. StreetEasy says the rise of remote working is not just changing life in the suburbs, but in the city as well. Because instead of strictly searching for an apartment in Manhattan with a short commute to the office, employees have been exploring many neighborhoods in boroughs they may not have considered before because of the long subway ride. Bottom line, some restaurant owners say how fast business comes back now really depends on when the customers feel comfortable coming back again. And what is this about free beer? Free beer with a vaccine shot? We'll hear about that next on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Now on the Morning News Roundup, the WCBS Exergen Forecast, and here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Not a pretty morning. It is damp and drizzly and uh, reduced visibility because of fog. The steadiest rains are off to the east of the city, but there is another batch of showers that's approaching now out of the eastern sections of Pennsylvania. It's weakening, and it's not as heavy as some of the showers that we had last night. No more, anyway. And uh, so once that goes on by, later this morning, we should see some drying, perhaps some brightening, and a high near 70 in the city, warmer south, cooler north and east, closer to the coast. Tonight, cloudy, another round of showers moving in. Lows in the mid-50s. We have a showery Wednesday, possibly a thunderstorm, 64 to 68. Finally, a dry Thursday with sunshine and highs in the upper 60s. Doesn't last long, but that's the one really dry day from start to finish, I think. 53 right now, though, in the city, and the humidity way up there at 93%. The travel ban on incoming flights from India means U.S. visa workers remain stuck abroad. Temporary workers who currently are abroad will not be able to uh, escape the nightmare there. The World Health Organization reports India has had more than 18 million confirmed COVID-19 cases. 18 million. International aid is helping, but it's only a trickle considering India has more than a billion people. It's getting more and more difficult each day for thousands of families who are seeing their loved ones lost because they're not able to get the adequate medical aid, even in major cities. And one of the most prominent crises of oxygen shortage remains. In fact, even prompting India's top court to intervene in India's capital, Delhi, where it asked center to ensure uninterrupted medical supply to hospitals. BBC News correspondent Davina Gupta in Delhi. And air travel continues to recover from the pandemic, still not close to normal. The TSA says 1.6 million people were screened at U.S. airports Sunday, highest number since March of last year when the pandemic was just starting to explode. But Sunday's airport crowds are still 35 percent below the corresponding Sunday in 2019 before the pandemic. And as we pointed out, while Connecticut may lead the nation in vaccination, to get that number higher, people there and in New Jersey are being offered a free drink to seal the deal. Diners who buy food at participating locations in Connecticut get a free beverage between May 19th and June 1st if they show proof of inoculation. In New Jersey, Governor Murphy calls it the shot in a beer program. Any New Jerseyan who gets a first vaccine dose, first dose, month of May, and takes their vaccination card to a participating brewery, will receive a free beer. Now it's sports time on WCBS. And, well, the Mets have fired their hitting coaches, Chili Davis and Tom Slater, after the loss to the Cardinals last night. Brad Heller, it was just as they started scoring some runs. Why make the move now? Hey, good morning, Wayne. That really is a good question because the Mets scored eight runs on Sunday night in Philadelphia. They had a 5-2 lead in the third inning last night before losing 6-5. to So let's let acting GM Zach Scott explain. It's not about 
you know, 23 games of results. Uh, this is about, you know, a lot of what I've spent my time doing since being here is to assess the process that's going on to get to, you know, before games, uh, when guys are struggling, those types of things. And one of those guys struggling is Francisco Lindor. He's out for his last 21, batting 163. He left six men on base last night. And when your franchise player, your new $340 million man is struggling, that is going to stand out. Hugh Quattlebaum, the Mets minor league hitting director, will take over as the hitting coach. Director of player development Kevin Howard will be the assistant. They'll be in St. Louis tonight for game two against the Cardinals. And the good news, Wayne, the Mets aren't going to need a lot of runs of support tonight because it's Jacob deGrom on the mound. Hey, the Rangers are pretty upset, and not just because they're now out of the playoff contention. Yeah, Capitals forward Tom Wilson in the Caps 6-3 win last night. He's already been suspended five different times by the NHL. Well, Wilson sucker punched Pavel Buchnevich in the back of the head. Then he body slammed Artemi Panarin to the ice on two different occasions. This is Rangers coach David Quinn. Happens time and time again, again with him, and it's just uh, it's totally unnecessary. And it's uh, it's just you all saw what happened. It's just uh, it's just zero respect for the game and the players and everybody involved. If Panarin suffered a lower body injury, Quinn said he was okay. With the loss, the Rangers were eliminated from playoff contention. The Islanders lost to the Sabres in Buffalo 4-2. The Devils were shut out by the Bruins 3-0 in Newark. And the Knicks getting 25 points, a season high from Derrick Rose. They win again, 118-104 over the Grizzlies in Memphis. Wayne, the Knicks have won 12 of their last 13 games. All right, thank you, Brad. Sponsored by Dell. Dell Tech Advisors focus on you to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel V Pro platform to keep your small business ready. Call 877-ASK-DELL. It's the Morning News Roundup on Tuesday the 4th. I'm Wayne Cabby. Good morning. And here are three things to know, starting with really bad news about an elevated train line that has collapsed and killed at least 23 people in Mexico City. CBS's Adrian Bard is there. One of the elevated tracks simply gave out, causing the train to plummet and crash onto a busy street below. Among the victims were the occupants of a car that was crushed by the weight of the train as it fell. Most of the dead, though, were from on that train, and there were some problems on that line before. A second thing, the New York City subways are being portrayed in a negative light by high-ranking officials from the governor on down, with Andrew Cuomo telling our Peter Haskell he would not want his kids on the subway. We'll be talking to MTA President Pat Foy on WCBS at 7.15 this morning. And the third thing to know, the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. People magazine got a copy of the divorce petition and says she's not asking for spousal support, doesn't need it. There's no prenup, but a separation agreement will dictate how their assets are divided. His net worth is over $100 billion and hers is over $70 billion. From our news archives, now 88 seconds in sound for this date, May 4th. 1970. Student protest of the U.S. invasion of Cambodia at Kent State in Ohio. Guard shot some tear gas up on the hill to disperse the crowd and the kids picked it up and threw it back. And all of a sudden, I heard the shooting. And then I saw people dropping to the ground. Four died in Ohio. Allison Beth Krause was 19. Jeffrey Glenn Miller was 20. William Knox Schroeder was 19. Sandra Lee Schuer was 20. 
All were students in good standing at the university, watching the protest in a break between classes. None came near the National Guard. They stood a football field away. The weeks that followed brought four million students in walkouts all across the country, the largest student strike in U.S. history. A Gallup poll a day later found 58% of Americans blamed the students. 11% blamed the National Guard. A grand jury would indict five guardsmen. Not one was convicted. There was a civil suit. It too was dismissed. Some people here believe the guard, under the pressure of a rock-throwing attack, panicked and fired its weapons indiscriminately, killing four people. Ike Pappas, CBS News, at Kent, Ohio. Nick Saban was a freshman, now head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Every year on this anniversary, he and others who were there gather to remember. That site is now a National Historic Landmark. This is May 4th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 